with this beginning or peewee football and this the, the beginning stages of learning to play a sport or being part of a sport. At such a young age, you need to allow the kids to have a good time because once you start getting into junior high football, seventh, eighth grade, you know, ninth grade through twelfth grade high school football, it becomes less fun and more of a business. I still believe that kids are having a good time and I still do believe that when I played in, in, in high school, it was just a great opportunity being on the field, being part of my friends and being a part of that friendship and that brotherhood that, you, that you're a part of when you play sports. But there are things that I didn't know coming up. I didn't understand what the official transcript was. You know, that's something that my kids have started working on when they were young. Um, you know, your official transcript, I believe, starts in your seventh and eighth grade years. You know, when you're in seventh and eighth grade now, if you're serious about sports and you've really been your whole life, you've been travel baseball, travel basketball, you know, you're, you're doing these seven on sevens, you're going to all these camps around the United States, you've pretty much made your decision as to what you want to do and who you want to be. And that's perfectly fine. I think that's a great time for kids to start honing in on, you know, I, I really like baseball or uh, I'm a huge volleyball player, you know, uh, I, or I'm a cheerleader. You know, my daughter was um, was a cheerleader. She did. She was a palmy. She danced. So all those things, when you start getting into high school, become real because now you're in seventh and eighth grade. You're still kind of junior high school. You're still in that, as I like to say, baby football. But now you have to develop and you have to understand where am I going next? What's my What's the route I'm going to take to get to my next destination? How am I going to make it in high school? I'm doing great right now in seventh and eighth grade, and my coaches love me. But I can speak for Arizona because I live here and also North Carolina. It's very different when it comes to football. Um, here in Arizona, high school football starts at ninth grade. Um, for us, it was 10th grade. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, one of the things that I know for a fact that when I was in junior high, we played against other junior highs, that which does not happen anymore. I don't, I don't know what the reasoning is or rationale behind that, but we played and you, you went from your peewee team to your junior high football team. So there was this love and this dedication that was formed for the high school that you were going to. And, but nowadays, you know, I guess for lack of a better word, the loyalty – from both ends, from the players and from the universities, or excuse me, from the high schools, it's just kind of wavering in the wind. You know, you get kids that they go to a particular junior high, and now you got to start thinking, well, you know, what school am I going to be going to? You know, what high school am I going to be attending? Does this high school offer um, the type of sports that I'm looking for? Um, is it a great baseball school? Is it a great basketball, volleyball, softball? football, like what kind of program am I going into? And I can remember these were things that never crossed my mind. It was like, this is the junior high you go to, this is the high school you go to, and that's just what you do. But these kids now have so much more at their fingertips, and there's so much more for parents to worry about because you have to make these decisions for your kids. Am I doing this too soon? Am I doing it too late? Am I doing it right? I mean, I could tell you from high school, college, NFL football player, now father of two young adults, 21 and 19, I still battle with that. I battled with it when my son was in high school. 
Am I doing the right thing? Is he on the right team? Is he playing the right position? Because those are things that you don't know. You think you know, and you're like, oh, well, I played the game, and this should be easy. But no, you're once you get in parent mode, all that goes out the window, and you're just sitting there just like, oh, my God. It's like, like I want to cross the highway, but these cars are just flying by. And so, once again, these are things that I want to discuss and I want to talk to parents about and I want to give them something to think about. When your child is going from seventh grade, eighth grade to high school, what are their study habits like? What are their work habits like? Because these are now things that are going to become to the forefront of everything that these kids are doing. Um, When you get to high school, now you've got practice in the morning if you're a freshman football player. So now your kids got to get up earlier than they've ever gotten up before in their life. And then after practice, then you have to go to class. And so now you're dealing with a whole nother set of responsibilities that you didn't have to deal with when you were in junior high. In junior high, you go to class in the morning and you go to practice in the afternoon. And it's just kind of a routine. You get, you just deal with it. It's very easy. It just becomes almost mundane at times because you're like, okay, I got to go to class. Okay, I got practice. But now that you've reached high school, now ninth graders are practicing in the morning. So now you have to wake up. So it goes back to How are your study habits? How are your work habits? Do you know how to select your time and say, okay, I need to dedicate this two-hour block to my study. I need to block off an hour to work on my plays and learn what's going on in my particular sport. And I have to learn to say no to my friends, which can be almost impossible at times because your friends are always like, come on, man, let's have fun. You're always at practice or you're always doing this. And it's like, well, that's what I want to do. You know, so, so and you learn at such an early age, you have to learn to tell your friends no and you have to explain to them why. Like, well, I can't go out tonight. I can't do this. I can't do that because I have practice in the morning. Unlike you, you get to sleep in until, you know, seven o'clock. Whereas me, I'm on the field at seven o'clock. So while you're waking up, brushing your teeth, I'm out there banging heads with my teammates. So those are the kind of things that I think as you start to enter high school that become just part of your everyday life. And parents is no different. You still have to get up with those kids. And I can tell you, I had a kid that was not good at waking up. It was always come in the room, deuce, wake up. Come on. Okay, dad, I hear you. Wake him up. You come back 15 minutes later, he's back in the bed. So it's it's a family. It takes the entire family. It takes a village to get these kids where they need to get to. And, and you don't know. You you think that I see my kid. Wow, he's a great receiver. He's a great running back or he's a great pitcher. Well, that was great in seventh and eighth grade. Now you've taken all those kids from all the junior highs, from all these peewee teams that you grew up with. Now y'all are all thrown into the same batch. You know, you may be at different high schools, but that pool that you now have to choose from and compete against has gotten a lot thicker. And it's can you handle that? You know, some kids can't handle that. My kid came in as a freshman. He played freshman football. He he climbed the ladder. He didn't jump ahead. I didn't go in thinking, well, I played football, so therefore my son gets special privileges. I knew he had work to do. And kind of talking about that, I think one of the things that as parents, you need to be realistic about your child. And that that's something that is very difficult to say that my child is not as good as someone else or my child isn't as good as that child. That's very difficult to tell your kid that because I know most people will be like, well, no, if you work hard enough, well, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. 
So as long as that kid is talented and they're continuing to work, they're going to continue to rise. Now, does that mean your child is never going to make it? Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. But for instance, I can only speak on my my child, excuse me, when he got to high school, I mean, he was 170 pounds playing defensive end and offensive tackle. But because he had been coached and he had a great foundation and he he knew fundamentals, he was able to survive. He was able to compete. And eventually he was able to be one of the better players on the field. But it took time. He didn't just walk out there and, oh, my dad played football, so I just got it in the bag. It's not how it works. You know, no kid is just going to walk on a field or court or whatever it is or on a diamond, whatever it is. And just be the best. You have to work at that. That's something that you're constantly working at. And I think that as these kids get older, they start to understand that. And sometimes a level of frustration comes in when they're not as good as little Johnny. When they were playing peewee football or basketball or whatever their particular sport was, they maybe they matured faster than everyone else. So, you know, as a parent, Hey, my kid's the best. My kid's going to be the next LeBron James or, you know, my kid's going to be the next J.J. Watt or whomever it is. It's like you you start putting these unrealistic goals on these kids. And just because they had a, a good career, first grade through sixth grade, now you think that's all it takes. Well, now you're in another level of competition. And I think that's one thing about sports that people fail to realize that when you go from peewee football to junior high, now the game's moving faster. Now things are happening faster. Kids are bigger, stronger. Now they're starting to hit growth spurts. Where you were the biggest kid, now you're one of the normal size kids. And then when you go from junior high to high school, the game's even moving even faster. So you just have to constantly keep up with that. And then there's just so many other things that when you hit high school, that things that I didn't have to deal with, that I know I deal with my own children, is social media. You know, one of the best lines I've ever heard from somebody, and I I wish I could give them their credit, but I don't remember who I heard it from. It was, your social media is like your LinkedIn page. Everything that you put on there as a young adult, you know, people are going to see it. I mean, how many times have you seen interviews, you've seen uh, TV shows where a kid said something at 15 years old and it came back to bite him in the butt at 22 years old? Like, I just, I don't think I could live in that kind of world where everything I do and say is scrutinized. And I may say it at 15 and just out of stupidity. And now you fast forward five, six years, and now it's coming back up. And I have to apologize for something I said at 15. I just, it's the world that they live in. And technology is a blessing and a curse at the same time. So if you're going to choose to step into the high school realm, and you really want to play at a high level and your, your aspirations are to go to college, these are things that you have to think about. What am I putting on my social media? What am I talking about? What am I liking? What am I sending to my friends? You know, something that seems like an innocent joke right now, when all of a sudden you get to college and you become the player, the athlete that you've always dreamed about, now you've got somebody who, let's be honest, who just kind of wants to see you, like, well, I don't like where you are, I don't like what you're doing, so I'm going to try to destroy what you've built. And you're talking, you're having to defend something you said as a child, as a 14, 15 year old child. I just, I don't think that's fair for kids, but it is the world that they live in, and it's part of the athletics. And you know, it's I've had to be on my kids about it, like, hey, you can't post that, or hey, take that down. I, I know you really want to be 
socially aware and you want to address things, but you also have to think about your own future. You have to think about where you want to go in life. And it's a tough road for these kids to balance because you have to be down the middle. You can't be too right. You can't be too left. You have to be very easy. You have to be somebody that people are like, oh, I really like this kid. And, And that's unfortunate because you can't be yourself. You know, these are these are things that as you learn, as you get older and you practice and and you have to deal with these things. I mean, PSATs, ACTs, those were things that were in the back of my mind coming up. And all of a sudden, junior year rolls around, senior year rolls around. It's like, well, have you taken your SATs yet? And you're like, "Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, Well, you need to get on that, buddy. So, you know, there are things that you're now starting to deal with in high school that you never had to think about you know, your standardized testing, you know, your school that you're at, what are the kids? Are their kids getting uh, recruited from that school? And if they're getting recruited, are they going to school? Where are they going to school? You know, if my, my child played defensive line, so going to Hamilton, there were things that I looked at like, Hey, what are our kids going to school from here? You know, is this a place that he can do well at? Because being a defensive player versus being an offensive player is very different. I think that offensive kids need way more help to be successful. So when you start getting quarterbacks, you start getting these wide receivers, you know, they they need to start looking at, okay, this is the program I'm thinking about going to, but what is what is their program looking like two, three years from now? Are they going to be contenders? Do they have receivers there that I can throw the ball to? Who's in my class right now that I know is going to be someone I can depend on over the years? Whereas a defensive player, it's almost like, hey, you know what? Put a ball down, line me up, and I can make my own way. It, it's a, I don't want to say an individual position, but on defense, it's more about see the ball, get the ball. Whereas when you're a quarterback, you know, you drop back and you're looking. Okay, if your receiver doesn't do what they're supposed to do, now the play's messed up. The offensive line messes up, then you, you mess up. So now you you become more dependent on the people around you. And I think that those are things that when kids start to decide what school they want to go to, they have to look at those things. I think from the outside looking in, people always want to say, oh, well, this kid's being selfish. And, well, it doesn't matter. Just go and play. But it's more involved than that. Is my kid learning to be a player? Is my kid learning the fundamentals of the game? Do they know coverages? Do they know defenses? You know, if option A isn't open, am I just going to take the ball and run with it? Or do I now go from option A to option B to option C? And now, okay, none of those options are open. Now I want to run. So those are things that as you start to get into high school and you start to become the player that you want to be and you start getting recruited and these coaches start coming around and they want to talk to you. You know, those are the things that they're going to look at you on the field. What are your grades like? Your official transcript. That is something that's so important. And I feel like for me and for my kids, that was something that we as a family, my wife included, all started in seventh grade. We were like, hey, you need to start worrying about your grades right now. You need to start laying the foundation to have strong academics because there's going to become times when you fall, you stumble, and it's like, oh, man, I made a C. But because you've been busting your butt and you've been doing what you needed to do, that C doesn't hurt so much. But if you're always a C student and you get a D or you get a C, you know that's not what colleges want to see. They want to see the 3.0s. They want to see the 3.5s. They want to see that this kid can handle – high school, academics, as well as college. If you're doing well 
in high school and then you take your your standardized testing and they look at that and they're like, okay, this kid may have a 3.0 in in the classroom, but he only got a 700 on his SAT. That tells them something. That tells them that maybe you're probably getting passed along and you're not, teachers aren't holding you accountable, but you take a kid who's got that same 3.0 and they get an 1100 or they have a 1500, now you're, it's, it's a different avenue that these coaches are looking at. They're like, okay, not only can this kid do the work, but now he's showing on a standardized test that I can handle this, that school's not too much for me. So those are the things that as coaches, when they come in and they talk to these kids and they talk to parents, the first thing they're going to want to know is show me your transcript. They're going to go to your guidance counselor and they want to know what are your academics like? Then they want to know what kind of kid is he? Is he a good kid? Is he somebody that's always out partying, getting in trouble? Or is he home at night doing what he's supposed to do and studying and doing all the things that's going to help him be successful in college? Because there's so much that goes into that. And I think also another thing that parents, and I know I talked about this earlier and I said realistic, you have to be realistic with your kids. You also need to know that sometimes it's about size. Sometimes it's stuff that's out of your kid's hands. You know, your kid's not six foot three with an amazing wingspan and they're not jumping a 36 inch vertical and, you know, they're not weighing 250 pounds in high school. Colleges come in and they have what's known as an eye test and they look at your kids. They look at this kid and they're like, okay, well, he's got decent size because, I mean, I can give you the example with my son. He wasn't heavily recruited, and it was strictly because of his size. It wasn't because of anything that he wasn't doing on the field. When he was a junior, senior year, junior year, he had 13 and a half sacks, led to 6A premier. Matter of fact, he led all of Arizona in um, sacks his junior year. His second year, his senior year, he won every single award that a kid could possibly, uh, um, I'm sorry, that a kid could earn as a senior. And you go out there and you and he's just sack after sack, 17 and a half sacks, 13 and a half sacks the year before. And you would think a kid like that putting up numbers, you'd be like, wow, this kid is amazing. He's a four-star, five-star. No, he was a three-star. I mean, in, in his own state, he was probably, thinking back on it, he was probably the fifth best lineman in the state. And this is a kid who led all these other kids in every statistical category. But because you have a kid who's 6'5", 280, you have another kid 6'4", 270, those are things that when these coaches come in and they look at that, it's like, hmm, okay, this kid's already got size. My son is somebody who they thought, oh, we got to put in some work. We've got to do a little extra with him. You know, maybe this isn't what we're looking for. But once he developed and he knew what he wanted to do and he became that player and he was winning these awards and his confidence started, U of A was the first school to say to him, like, hey, we like you, we like what you're doing, and we want you to come here. So for me and my family, I know that that was huge um, in the recruitment process uh, coming out of high school. And we love the fact that, hey, this school was the first one to say we like your kid and we want him to come be a part of our program. Thanks for tuning in to The Route. Don't forget to subscribe and connect with us on socials for exclusive updates. 